It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. Tonight's tale of terror comes from the Trick or Treaters podcast. Join them as they journey into the horrifying unknown. <laughs> you are listening to the Trick or Treaters podcast, part of the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Movie reviews, horror news, and all the gory details. Listen if you dare. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Trick or Treaters podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co host, JR. JR, how are you doing today, buddy? Well, it's great to be back. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I've been out for the last two weeks. We didn't do a show last week. I was out on vacation. Uh, went to visit the wonderful area of Chicago, Illinois for the first time for AEW All Out Week. And it was extremely fun. Got a chance to see some old friends who I hadn't seen in almost for over two years. And got a chance to see new friends I made during the last year for the first time. Uh Great experiences, a lot of fun. And then the previous week before that, when we did um, finish up our Netflix specials, just trying to get back to the beginning of school, really just thrown off my schedule. So I'm happy and fortunate to be back with you because um, I missed you and missed talking to you. Um, it's one thing to text, but it's another thing to actually get a chance to talk to you and um, when we do these podcasts. And I'm excited as we begin to cover our Shutter Month. Oh yes, it it uh it was fun doing the uh you know it was nice having some having my friend Cat on for the last episode, but yeah, you, you've been missed, uh, brother, and uh, I'm I'm glad you had a great time in in Chicago. I I, uh, I remember just uh looking at all the pictures and knowing everything that happened on the pay per view, knowing that you were there live. I was like, man, I, I'm I'm like jealous, but also so incredibly excited. <laughs> that you were there live and I was extremely happy for you that you got to see the Lucha Bros win the tag championships live because that match was fucking incredible and I, I know how much it meant to you to to see them uh, uh, win that live yeah it was amazing um just me being a proud Hispanic proud Mexican and seeing Lucha Bros who are two guys Pantel Romero and El Cielo Miedo and Ray Phoenix, uh, who I think are, you know, especially Ray Phoenix, who I think is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And Pence has one of the, one of the best gimmicks, uh, best, you know, personalities in all of wrestling. I've seen them wrestle. God, I, I feel like I've been watching them since 2016 or 2017. And uh, when they were in, with Lucha Underground, and I just always enjoyed their style and the way what they brought to the ring and seeing them become the first, you know, Hispanic AEW champions uh, was tremendous. I got shout out to my boy Floyd, who because of him, I was able to see that match, you know, essentially front row, which was an amazing experience. But I also want to say shout out to Kat who covered my ass. Um, it was my schedule was so screwed up. And if it wasn't for you and, and Kat, I, 
I don't know if we would have done a show that week. So I would have loved to been with Cat because I love Cat to death, um, an amazing person. So I'm sad I, I missed Cat, but um, yeah, thank you, Cat, for covering me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this month, uh, you know, we finished up. Uh, we finished up our Netflix one last month, and now we're on September, so we're doing Shutter. And uh, I think I have a pretty fun lineup. Uh, we got this uh, that we're talking about today, which is uh, Jacob's wife, and then uh, next week uh, we got the one. Uh, we got the, the next episode. We got the one that you picked out. It's uh, Beelzebub. Um, I believe this is um, a subtitled film. I believe it may be in Spanish. I could be wrong. So essentially, real for just to get a peek behind the curtain, what anytime we Kyle and I do these type of months, like when we did with Netflix now Shutter, I go and look at uh, reviews and like lists to see like you know where are the top films because I want us to see you know films that are you know, really highly rated. And that's how I was able to come across Biel's, you know, Beelzebub because it was a highly rated shutter film. Um, and that will not be dropping next week. Um, and we'll say that we'll go to, into that right now, but the last one we'll be dropping, um, that'll be dropping September 24th on, on October 1st, we'll be dropping the Pell door, but Kyle, we're not, we're all taking another hiatus next week. Uh, one week hiatus. Because you're going on vacation and you're going somewhere very awesome, which I'm excited for uh, you about. Oh yeah, I am. Next week, I'm finally going to Orlando to, uh, for the week to hang with my f- friends, the Scream Queens, uh, Isaiah from Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast, uh, uh, my friends Yusuf and Vania from uh, Sounds from the Grave podcast. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll be meeting up, meeting up with uh, I'll be meeting some of the people from Reflections of Fear podcasts uh, and and Cat and there's just so many others, just so many of my uh, friends I've made over the year uh, just doing this podcast thing and on and just meeting on Twitter. Uh, we're going to Halloween Horror Nights. And I'm so freaking stoked for that. And then during the day, I'm gonna be doing Universal for the first time, so I'm going to Harry Potter World for the first time. Super excited about that. Uh, possibly Disney if we can fit it in, and just just a fun hangout with with all them. And of course, my uh, uh, last but not least, my uh, one of my other close friends, uh, uh, and and the co-host of my other podcast from Beyond the Crypt, uh, my good friend Teddy. Uh, I'll be with I'll be with them as well. And I'm just I'm so incredibly excited for next week. It's been something that we've all of us have talked about for the better part of a year now and booked it and planned it and it's finally here and next week is when i'll be there and i cannot wait yeah i mean i wish i could go with you because one i love you to death and i love uh cc and jess from screen kings and teddy uh amazing friends of ours but i've even though i haven't been i'm not going i've been keeping up on what's happening with Holland Horror Nights because the Scream Queens along with um believe um some of the other people you had mentioned, they've been hyping up Holland Horror Nights, you know, especially in last month when they started dropping some of the houses and some of the ones coming out that I saw was uh, a Beetlejuice, Texture Chainsaw Massacre, 
the Bride of Frankenstein, um, among uh, some of the top houses that they're doing. So, is there anything that you saw that uh, or house or scare zone that you're really excited to see? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm obviously I'm super excited for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's my favorite horror film of all time. I'm excited for that. Uh, Beetlejuice is another one of my favorites. But uh, I'm actually a lot more. I'm actually pretty excited about some of the original uh, uh, houses that's going to be there. There's uh, HHN Icons Captured. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of good things about Wicked Growth, and I'm also excited about uh, Scary Ohio. And and uh, there's one called Case Files uh, that's also pretty good. I'm I'm super I'm just super excited for the whole event, and just hanging out with everybody in general. Yeah, I mean, and it's for those of you who are not aware, Halloween Horror Nights is essentially where they take Universal Studios and turn it upside down, make it you know one. If you just see videos on YouTube for previous years, they go all out to create some amazing uh, houses, uh, especially. The ones I the ones I seen previously had to do with uh, Halloween um, specific houses of Michael Myers and Doctor Loomis, which I thought was amazing. But last year HHN was impossible due to COVID, and they've done everything they can in their power to be able to keep everybody safe this year and be able to continue bring uh, HHN back. So it's um, really to everybody who's a part of HHN, whether they're actors or behind the scenes production, um, everybody that's in attendance, the fans of HHN, um, as somebody who's just an admirer from afar, who one day hopes to go, um, nothing but love and support to everybody who's going this year and being a part of it, because uh, it is from what I can see an amazing experience, but those who talk about it really, um, you could hear it in their voice and you can see it in their eyes how much HHN means to them. So I'm excited for HHN to come back for my friends who've been life who've been a part of HHN for a while, as well as you, Kyle, who's attending for the first time. So I'm super excited and happy for you and Jess and CC and everybody else that's going uh, because it is going. I just know it's going to be a great experience for everybody. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun week, and I'm super, super excited for it. So when you come back, we will definitely uh, take a time out of our review for you to kind of go into a quick re- – to go into detail about how your experience went. So does that sound good? Sounds great. I'm excited. We may – we'll see if we can talk either uh, Jess or CC or Teddy or Kat to come on to also uh, give their – down so we'll see if we can get that in the works as well um but this week's episode we are um well before we get into it do we have any news that you, we wanted to go uh that broke in the last two weeks uh any news news news, news. uh let me ch- i don't i don't necessarily think we have any news that we'll say uh there's just there's just a lot of really good horror movies coming out or or that that is out now that I recommend everyone ch- uh, checking out. Uh, I, I just recently, uh, think last week or so, uh, I finally got a chance to go see Nia DaCosta's Candyman and it was phenomenal. Highly recommend checking, to, uh, making sure to, uh, to 
to check it out. Uh, if you can't see it in theaters, make sure you check it out when it comes out, when it's available on video on demand or uh, or uh, or or streaming or, or, or anything. And uh, here, I think uh, coming out tomorrow is on, well, in theaters on Friday, September 10th is uh, Malignant. And I've heard good things about that. And the trailer looks really neat. And I'm excited about that one. And then, I mean, we got October coming up. October, Sunday, October 10th, there's a special event. You got to check if, if it's playing in any of your theaters. But uh, Scream from 90, uh, from 96 is coming back in theaters for one, for one day only. And with it is going to be a special look at Scream 2022. And I'm, I've already got tickets to that. So I'm absolutely going to be there for that. And then... Uh, that Tuesday, I think, uh, on Sci-Fi, the Chucky TV series starts on Sci-Fi. I'm super, super excited for Chucky. It looks really good. It's, uh, it, I mean, you, you, you got most of the originals back, and it just looks like it's, it's going to be a fun TV series. And then that Friday, uh, well, actually that Thursday uh, at, the, at midnight, I already got tickets for it, and I got tickets for the Friday show as well because I plan on seeing it twice, is Halloween Kills, and I'm... God, I can't wait for that. Oh, I hate you because I'm still waiting for things to drop locally for tickets for Halloween Kills. Yeah, I I, put, I got on every single list server to let me know when tickets drop. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I did see I'm gonna get my tickets for October 10th. Um, I believe is a Sunday if I'm doing my my calendar math correctly. The 25th anniversary of Scream, starring Nev Campbell, Drew Barrymore. Um, Rose McGowan and uh, other individual uh, I, I can't think of their names and their real names but you know Billy, I, 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 Billy David Loomis, Arquette. Stu yeah. David Arquette David and Arquette. Randy yeah. um, and so that that's exciting and I, I can tell anybody I, well, I, I have done two previously some years ago when I was in college um, they did a special airing of Halloween the original 1978 and just recently I did, uh, I, I think it was like the 50th or 60th anniversary of Willy Wonka, the Chocolate Factory. And so I got a chance to see that in theaters. And when you see older movies in theaters and I went, it's like, well, why would you see that? Like I have Halloween on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and digital copy. I have Willy Wonka on VHS and Blu-ray and digital copy. But when you see it in theaters, the nostalgia comes roaring back and for me like i thought about man you know my dad was a kid and he went he was like 18 when halloween came out and he saw that in theaters and he was a kid when willy wonka came out and saw that in theaters so for me i was like i'm for those of you who probably don't know me or if i haven't said it i'm big into nostalgia anything about 80s or 90s is just the greatest thing to roll to me um or before that, like in the case of 1970 Halloween. But Scream was something that came out when I was seven. And I love Scream. I, to me, it's my second favorite horror movie behind 1970 Halloween. So to be able to see that in theaters is, is going to be a great experience. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, one thing I, I will say this, um, as we are, as we're recording this on September... 8th um september 9th your time if i'm doing my dates correctly that's 22 plus 31 so that is 53 days to halloween so we're 
in the Halloween season, the fall season, if we start looking up, um, a lot of websites are dropping Halloween uh, movie calendars. I saw Disney had one for what they offer for Halloween for the family friendly things like Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas and um, even episodes of Halloween episodes of previous Disney shows. And uh, Netflix has one for their horror schedule. But something was dropped yesterday that really caught my eye because for you and I, Kyle, as being horror and wrestling fans, Netflix is teaming up with WWE to release an interactive horror movie called Escape the Undertaker, starring the WWE legend The Undertaker, as well as current WWE superstars The New Day, Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston, where The New Day, um, which are those three wrestlers, Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston, are trapped in a haunted house that and uh there are a different set of obstacles and traps that the undertaker has set up in this haunted house that the new day has to navigate um but the interesting thing which i don't know how it's going to work is this is an interactive film where viewers will be able to aid the new day as they try to escape the haunted house so Escape the Undertaker is set to release on Netflix on October 5th. Um, have you heard about this, Kyle? Yes, I just heard about it here recently, and it was it's very interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check it out. It, it I mean, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of New Day and stuff, and so I think it'll be fun. So, the interesting thing to me is, um how what wasn't said is how it will be interactive. So if anybody's seen the movie Clue um, that came out with Christopher Lloyd um, and Tim Curry, there's like three different endings. So if I use that as a comparison, is like I get, you know, if there's like a menu option where you could be like, all right, do you pick, you know, the ending A, B, or C? Like I could see if they say, okay, uh, New Day is going to go into this room. They have three options to go to room, A, B, or C room. That could determine like the course of how the film plays out for a particular viewer. So I don't know if it's like that type of interactive or like if it's like, oh, it's going live and you guys vote at this time to see what they do and they have like different like options or different scenes that would be added in um for the film like that that's the interesting part of how it's going to be interactive for the viewers yeah yeah it's 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 interesting to see how it's gonna work uh work how it's gonna work out uh i've i've seen other interactive things on netflix before i think uh there was a uh what's it what's the name of that tv show uh God, I can't remember the name of that series. Uh, there was like a horror series that was kind of like The Twilight Zone, but it was more about like technology and stuff. Uh, unfortunately, it's skipping my mind. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I know I'm going to I'm gonna remember it as soon as... Uh, as soon as we get off the air. Yeah. But oh yeah, it, god, yeah. But yeah, it it, it had a movie that was kind of like that. 
it was all interactive and stuff. But that is all the news we have. Um... Oh, I have one more on. Okay. On the the night, uh, Halloween kills drops in theaters October fifteenth. Uh, on Amazon, the I know what you did last summer TV series drops, and they're going to be dropping the first five episodes on October fifteenth, and then they'll release a new episode every Friday after. And I think there's like, there's only going to be like nine or ten episodes, and it it, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, I'm I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm a big fan of I know what you did last summer uh, of of the film in 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 general, and I know uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they do it as a TV series. So basically, we're gonna get no sleep that night. Then basically, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go straight from Halloween Kills to uh to watching five episodes of I Know What You Did Last Summer. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is great to hear. Um, as always, I'm a big fan of nostalgia, and I think nostalgia sells. So, um, I enjoyed a lot of the screen series they did. So I definitely, um, or that came out. So I'm definitely interested to see what they, what night I know what you did last summer does. Um, so we are all caught up on the most recent news. So let's go into, um, talk about the shutter exclusive film, Jacob's wife. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, well, first of all, Jacob's Wife, it was directed by uh, Travis Stevens, who, if you've seen, uh, you've, if you're a wrestling fan who also is in horror, you may have seen his other movie, The Girl on the Third Floor, starring CM Punk. Uh, he, he directed that. And it's interesting because uh, CM Punk also has a little bit small role in this movie as well. And yeah, Stephen uh, is directed by Travis Stevens. It was produced by Barbara Crampton. Uh, it stars uh, a Barbara Crampton as Anne, Larry Hessenden, and uh, Bonnie Ahrens. And it has a runtime of 98 minutes. It was released uh, April 16th of this year on Shudder. And it had a. I don't have a budget on here because it's one of those films that was kind of hard to to uh to find like budget stuff on and like essentially we're just gonna briefly uh briefly go like a small plot census basically uh and played by uh barbara crampton and, and it's interesting and uh, barbara crampton like killed this movie she had a really great performance throughout and for those who may not know who barbara crampton is i don't know why you wouldn't uh she was a huge horror horror icon in the eighties, and then she she left the business because she had a family, and she came back when she was casted in the movie her, her next. And after that, she's kind of stayed in the horror business ever since. And so yeah. this is her most recent one. Yeah, she actually um she had it's weird. I've never really seen this before. She had like two essentially successful careers because she had a pretty good career in horror. Um, the first one really starting with the reanimator. Um, also, she was in uh, puppet master the, the cameo role in there and some other, you know, horror films. But when she left, she ended up 
also she went into soap operas and had a pretty successful career um, being on the young and the restless as well as the bold and the beautiful in fact she was nominated uh for at two different times for soap opera awards by the soap opera digest so I think that's just pretty remarkable that she had a, a pretty successful career in horror, starting out, left, went to soap operas, had a successful career, and came back and got back into horror and is doing, you know, I would say pretty well with some of the films. Um, I saw your next and I enjoyed it. And she actually got back into um, the Puppet Master. Uh, she did the the little um, the little Reich. The Littlest Reich, um, as well as, you know, Jacob's Wife, among uh, other horror films that she did when she came back. Yeah, she, she she's a fantastic actri- actress, and this movie uh, really shows it as well. She has a, a wide range throughout the film. It's just phenomenal performance, though. But, I mean, her, uh, you know, she plays Anne, and she's married to a small-town, uh, a small-town minister, Jacob, uh, who is played by Larry F- Hessenden. And uh, honestly, dude, he also had a really good performance as well. And this is what uh, a lot of the, the good in this movie is between these two. They had really, really great chemistry on on the film. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed, um, definitely uh, enjoyed, um, and uh, the and Pastor Jacob is, in my opinion, I visited small towns, but he is like, when you see him, especially in the beginning, is the very epitome of what a small town pastor would be. Um, somebody who's kind of quiet, really is, you know, about prioritizing uh, his church and his, um, what he does in the church um, and helping the community. So, I, I definitely thought they, you know, worked well with each other. Oh yeah, exactly. They definitely worked worked well together. Like I said, like, uh, he'll, uh, just a quick little like basically what this movie's about. If you haven't watched it, I don't know why you'd be listening if you haven't watched it. But just in case, you never know. Uh, so Anne is married to a small town minister, and she kind of feels that her life is kind of been shrinking over the past 30 years she kind of feels like uh like uh jacob is is uh basically you know they've been married for a long time but jacob is more of he's not he's not abusive by any means but he's not really there in in her life at all uh and uh you know she she, she's starting to feel kind of like her life really doesn't mean much uh and everything and she turns out uh she uh, uh encounters who is called the master who's a vampire who ends up abiding her and turning her and brings her basically this new sense of of, of power over her life where she basically has this like new re- this new sense of confidence and stuff in her life uh and but of course everything comes a price so her being turned comes with an appetite for you know blood which ends up turning into a body count and you know that's essentially the a plot but yeah it uh yeah and 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 uh jacob have really great uh, a chemistry on set and uh, that, that's a big uh positive for the film 
uh, another thing I really liked is that there were a lot of really good uh, there's a lot of really good kills uh, throughout this film and it, it, it's really good blood and gory uh, on the kill side uh, the, the only thing I really, I really say that really brought this movie down and unfortunately it was enough to kind of like uh I, I don't I mean, it was kind of hard to get through honestly because this movie uh, I, I'm good with slow burn movies but man this this movie and I think you even said so uh, yourself jr this this movie took forever to get into like you can cut so much out of this movie because it just it takes forever to finally get to what is actually happening in the movie yeah you know i think they spent a lot of time really explaining like how Anne feels as a character and one of the things i would say is not that this happens a lot but in certain um relationships where there's a partner that has a, a an occupation that has to do with like giving towards the community. So for example, like an educator or a doctor, or in this case, a pastor, it's very like, they essentially have to prioritize the work they do with the community because it's very important, especially like in a small town. Like he's probably in this case, like the only like minister in the small town. So anything that comes up, like people need blessings or people need baptisms or people are sick and they need less rights. Um, or if you're, I mean, and then running his, um, I don't know what his church or some of the people call it a parish. It's, it's kind of like, it's more than a full-time job. And because of that in Anne's situation, and I've, and then I've seen it um, in for other relationships feels neglected so like that part seemed like very real because it's unfortunately like a real story that happens a lot across you know the world or in america uh they spent a lot of time though i think just kind of like developing like that Anne's emotion or, or feeling neglect and so you know going from there to the point of where and meets a gentleman from her past named Tom Blow, where they go out to dinner and they end up in an old meal where she essentially like gives in to, you know, takes a walk on the wild side and, you know, lust after this man, um, where they end up being attacked by the master vampire. It literally felt like it took like an hour to get to this point because of how long like that just that build of showing that backstory it took. Um, and I felt like they could have spent more time showing more engagement between Anne and the master or Anne as a vampire. Yeah. And to add to that, uh, it's more uh, less Jacob is, it's not that he doesn't love his wife. It's just that they've been married for so long that he's essentially taking her for granted now. It's more or less of like he doesn't really 
think he needs to work on anything relationship now that like now that they're married and they've been together forever it's just more he thinks that you know he's pretty much he's pretty much got her now and and that's that but he also like at the same time he doesn't realize it either he doesn't realize what he's doing what him taking her for granted is causing how much hurt and pain is causing her oh yeah i mean and there's other parts of this as after I would say this uh, one thing that was interesting is when Anne gets um, attacked by I honestly didn't know if it was a vampire um, I know she was attacked by something but when it happened um, the person she was with Tom Lowe he uncovers a crate and is attacked by a bunch of rats and I've never seen rats associated with vampires I don't that was like really, really weird. Um, uh, and then you see like after she gets attacked by a vampire, it cuts to basically black and she goes home and she's covered in blood and how she begins to like kind of like morph into, as you mentioned, confident, but also like a more like calculated and cold and where she just becomes very like, like I don't I think for lack of a better word is like authoritative, but just very strong in the way that she responds to uh Pastor Jacob. And we she goes from there and she begins to, to develop her blood thirst and or but excuse me, blood thirst and goes to you know, we see her go to the supermarket to um basically get raw meat or and blood to use that because that's where she's craving and then eventually um we see uh the pastor end up going to the mill to find tom Lowe, and instead of finding tom Lowe, she uncover he uncovers another vampire um and after he sees the vampire goes home and fight and at the same time and finally attacks um a person and kills them and drinks for blood and that's where like the movie started picking up, but it was closer towards the end of the film because they're trying to figure out what they do with this body and then how are they going to deal with Anne as a vampire as Jacob sees her um, with the dead body and knows that she's a vampire now because he saw a vampire real life at the mill. And so that's when the movie like really started picking up and started getting really interesting is how this relationship, how Jacob is like conflicted as a pastor and knowing that he probably should do something about his wife being a vampire, but also he loves his wife. And um, that was the more interesting part. Like I said, it, it seemed to came more like in the last 30 minutes and it took an hour to get to this point. Yeah, I hated that it took forever to finally pick up because, I mean, at the first the first like 30 minutes or so I was like hating the movie. And then when it finally picks up, it actually ends up being a pretty decent film, but it's like, God, it takes forever to get there. So that just brings it kind of down. But, uh, it was interesting that whenever, whenever Anne turned and he realized that she was a vampire, you know, you would think it would like cause more problems or cause even bigger issue, but her being a vampire and getting this new sense of confidence and stuff and finally like standing up for herself, it seemed to kind of fix their relationship issues. 
Well, especially after like, so there becomes a scene where um, it seems like the pastor had Jacob had given up on Anne. Um, and he ends up being attacked by the master vampire and um, Anne ends up essentially saving him. And when the, that happens, he ends up essentially like it rekindles a relationship where he becomes, I would say like, uh, again, for lack of a better word, I don't know if it's more attracted or more appreciative of towards Amber. You know, there's a segment where they end up having relations after he's attacked by the master. And after that happens, he's like, he's like, okay, I got to take care of my wife. I need to take care of my wife by any means necessary. And that was like another interesting part of the film is like, after that happens, um how his personality changes where he has to like make sure to protect his wife now yeah it was it was it's very interesting uh how they wrote that and uh i i like this whole uh, i like that it was done this way it, i mean it is a, a kind of a typical vampire movie cliche where it's like somebody turns that is either in like a bad relationship or just having some kind of issue that'll help them but i like the way this movie was written uh, to reflect that but also it's like uh barbara crampton just man she just killed it amazing performance he's easily the star of the film but but you know the, the that's also not a knock at larry who who had a great performance as jacob that just them two interacting just with their great chemistry is what made this film. Uh, I guess we'll, uh, I'll talk about s- uh, uh, s- some of the scenes that, that we liked. Uh, 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 what do you think about whenever Anne was getting, was at the dentist and doing the, the, the uh, teeth whitening uh, thing and the the uh, x-ray, the, the x-rays or whatever, uh, like burnt the shit out of her face. Yeah, see, that was, like, it makes sense, but it felt like it was weird because, as I mean, when we compare us to other films, but there, there's a scene of essentially using, I think it's like, would be UV, UV light, which is Dangerous to Vampires. So there's a scene in the movie Blade where, West, where Blade uses that on a vampire, and, like, as soon as it hits them, like, burns them. Where it seemed like in this case, like, it like develop into burning Anne, so it's like why wasn't it instantaneous that was one that it made sense but it seemed like it was weird yeah it was uh yeah i was expecting it to be done immediately but then when it wasn't i was like okay well maybe everything's fine but then oh no it definitely was not fucking fine <laughs> uh hey. it, you'd think the dentist would have freaked out a little bit more about realizing that she has extra teeth coming in but she just kind of was casual about it yeah especially like it was weird because when you see them it's like they're really horrible teeth like it's yeah the teeth are they're not like vampire teeth that we're used to like in blade or john carpenter's vampires um their teeth more like nosferatu fangs and I and when I say that I mean like they're really horrible shitty looking teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another scene. It, it, it's weird because it's like this was a horror 
like a, a pure horror film in a way, but they also tried to do some comedy. Some of it wasn't good, but then some of it did come off pretty funny. And I did, I did laugh at the part where Jacob and Ann are trying to get out of the house with that body wrapped up in the carpet and the, the, that little girl's out in the yard uh, staring at them and they're trying to get her to, to leave. And uh, uh, Jacob tells her it's one thing. She goes, oh yeah, well that really looks like so-and-so's uh, body. Uh, I forgot the, the, the neighbor's body wrapped up in a, a carpet. And, and, and she's like telling them that she won't leave until they teach her, uh, they teach her a swear word. And Anne goes, oh yeah, I got one for you. Fuck off. And she goes, I already, already heard that one. <laughs> you know it reminded me of the scene of um in halloween 2018 where there's a a little boy that was being babysitting and how oh yeah it just it was like the it was a comic relief but that was something that was kind of needed to break to break up the the film a little bit so yeah I, i i thought it was funny and uh was needed essentially we get to um at the end of the film, and not to go into like we don't want to drag this on because while the film is ninety minutes, as we we already said, like it seems this film ninety minutes could be fit into a half an hour sitcom. It seems like, but you know she finally uh, and encountered Anne and Jacob encountered the master vampire, um, with Jacob end up killing the master vampire by sticking a, a stake through its back and puncturing its heart and killing it um how did you feel about the ending sequence with the way how it kind of was with you know jacob and ann and and obviously we saw the two cops one of them playing by cm punk who had you know about a two scene five minute cameo in the film of how it, and how that sequence played out into the end towards the ending of the film yeah, uh, I didn't mind it. Uh, I, I I like uh, it, it's hilarious that CM Punk is literally has like five minutes of screen time, if that, as the cop. He literally spent like I, I saw him promoting the shit out of this film before it dropped on Shutter on Twitter, and I, I was thinking, oh, cool, so this is Barbara Crampton and CM Punk. Uh, he must have a big role in it. I didn't realize how insignificant of a role he played in this film, but I mean, it, it was so cool seeing him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, he essentially, you see him, I'm really towards the end of the film where he pulls, um, there's a scene where the, the two cops, one played by CM Punk, uh, pulls over uh, Pastor Jacob. And then as they take, as they also then respond to a situation at Jacob and Ann's house. Um, and then, we see them engage, you know, somewhat with the with the vampire and the ending of the film. So, um, I mean, it's it's pretty much it. Like as I mentioned, this film it is ninety minutes, uh, it, but yeah. It, uh, how'd you like uh, whenever she was in the supermarket? Anne was when she was trying to figure out like what to do, and then she goes to the uh, is like is like some kind of meat. I think it's, a, it's like steaks or something. And she dips her finger in the blood, and then the guy, the thing, tell ask her if she can help, if he can help her, and she said, uh, "Yeah, can I just get as much of this as I can?" He's like, "You want the blood?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it reminded me of um, there's a scene in a horror comedy 
called Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. Yeah. It came out like in the 80s where he literally like mistakenly like grabs a uh which I've never seen this before, but it was like I don't I don't know if it was like ground beef or steak, but the his mother like like took the blood out and put it into a cup. I've never seen that before, but he accidentally mistakenly grabs the cup that he thinks is juice and it's blood. He ends up drinking all of it. Like, okay, that was perfect. Um, I also see, remember seeing something similar to that. in, I believe it was called the Santa Clarita diet that start um, uh, drew Barrymore when she becomes a zombie. And I think in the beginning that that's what she does is eats raw meat to kind of put away her cravings until like it becomes where she has to have human flesh. So, I mean, it, it definitely fit because I think you see as a vampire, you would, a natural progression where you would have either dead animal meat or animal meat or animals to you're going to eventually need human blood. So, like, it was kind of building up and as eventually she's doing this to her, she's going to have no choice but to take a life so she can get what she needs in order to feed off of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, there's some really good kills in this too. And uh, I love whenever uh, Anne killed, uh, I forgot who it was. There was that first, uh, that like neighbor who, like, who went to the house. And she like, it like, it's like she almost like ripped her head off, but didn't quite do it. Yeah, you know, unlike, you know, I, there's some vampire kills where it's like sometimes there's, there's just not a lot of gore. It's just, you know, because they bite the neck and they drink the blood. Um, sometimes it's a little bit more gory where you see more, you know, them essentially draining the vampire. But the way that they did these these vampire kills, I mean, it's almost like they essentially decapitated their neck and you just see like massive, you know, blood just coming out of its, you know, the the, the neck as they're drinking and just, I mean, I'm, I, well, there wasn't a lot of kills compared to, you know, other films, but man, I mean, they must've used gallons and gallons of blood for this. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, of what'd you think of the, the master? You know, the master is, um, God, it's, it was, it was just weird because, You know, you're not used to seeing like it, it was a very, you know, like as I said earlier, and it's funny because that's what it also looked like. Um, you know, very Nosferatu vampire, and it's just that's not what we're used to. The master played by Bonnierans, it was just, you know, it's it was like this old ancient being and that had great power, but it didn't look like a powerful thing I, I don't know i feel like there could have been i feel like it could have been better and just like it just didn't look it looked it didn't look powerful it looked old it looked like a skeleton it's just i didn't i didn't like the look of it like i felt like i'll give me a comparison like if the vampire was more like valak from john carpenter's vampires i think i would have enjoyed that part more enjoyed it more yeah yeah 
I liked it. Uh, I, I thought it looked pretty. I thought it, the master looked neat. It, it reminded me a lot more of the way that they did the master on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I mean, there's another film. Um, I I don't think it was. I don't know if it's considered a vampire film or a vampire series, but the the TV series based uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro based on the book. Um, the strain. It also had like a master that was very had a very different look that it wasn't human. It was more of like a for you know more of like a beast or more of like a had a more of a look a monster look to it. Like we're so used to seeing like you know as I mentioned Valak from John Carpenter's vampires or um seeing um i'm trying to think of other vampires and it's not coming it's not coming to my head but more human-like vampires we're not used to seeing these old ancient deities yeah yeah uh any final thought any final thoughts um for me as I tell people, I think this is a film that if you see it, it, you be prepared for it to take a while to pick up. But it's if you watch it once, it'd be like, yeah, you know, you watch. I, I can say I watched it once and it was fine, and and as it picked up, it was great. But it's not a film that would I wouldn't go back and watch it again. I'm like I've I'm watched it once, and that once was enough. Yeah. I get that. Uh, what would you uh, rate it? I mean, I think for me, at best, I would give it probably like a 2.5. Um, you know, I, I did think eventually as the film picked up, I think uh, the characters got better, with, you know, especially with Anne and Jacob. Um, as it picked up, I think the their interactions like were better. I think the kills are good, but man, there's just so much that could have been done with like the the time, the time, and like the emptiness of scenes that just wasn't needed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there a lot. Uh, it's it definitely like it's uh, it just took forever to really pick up, but when it did though, it, it did get really good, and I was happy. I was happy about that. Uh, like I said, Barbara Crampton had a phenomenal performance her and larry uh did a really good job together and had really great uh chemistry on set uh if i was if i had right i think uh i think it's a movie that oh yeah so i'm writing this just off my first watch of it i'm gonna say i'm gonna give it three and a half out of five uh just off my my first watch of it I will say though, it is one that I think I want to revisit later on again, just because of uh, I went in this movie thinking because I've always heard such great things about it, and I just thought it was going to be really good from the get go. I didn't realize how much of a slow burn it was going to be, and now that I know it's going to be a slow burn, I feel like I need to watch it again, knowing that it's a slow burn to really appreciate it until it gets to the point where it picks up and maybe I might find a new found love for it. But, but just on first watch, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. 
uh, and you know, it's not a bad film. It's just man, it just takes forever to really pick up. But but once it does, it's pretty good. And like I said, Barbara Crampton hell of a performance. Well, that covers uh, our review. As it's a very different review than we did, but um, I enjoy this review that we did for Jacob's wife. Uh, as we mentioned, we will be. We'll, we'll be off next week. There will not be anything that drops um, uh, the week of, if I'm doing the dates in my head, the week of the 18th um, or 17th, I should say. And we will be back for our new episode. We'll be covering, as I mentioned, uh, Beelzebub. It is a, uh, a Mexican film. I believe it's in Spanish. It's a Shutter original film. Um, excited to review this. It was highly rated as far as uh, films to watch on Shutter. That will drop um, on September 24th. And then we will have one more um, that will drop on October 1st. And uh, that will be our Shutter month. So if you're not subscribed to Shutter, uh, I highly recommend it. It's $5.99 a month, or you can get a discount if you purchase a whole year in advance. I believe it works out to $4.75 a month. Uh, times 12 if you pay that up front it is a great service especially for uh, all horror fans um, they are not a um, sponsor but uh, you know Shutter. if you're hearing this we definitely will take free memberships uh, just kidding but in all seriousness we would um, anything you'd like to add Kyle before we send everybody home uh, no just uh, you know check out our other friends uh, Scream Queens uh, sounds from the grave, reflections of fear, Crystal Lake soldiers, and I'm, I'm sure there's other. Uh, check out uh, my other podcast with uh, with my friend Teddy uh, from Beyond the Crypt, and uh, I'm sure there's some others, but I can't think of them right now. And uh, just as usual, you know, uh, uh, thanks everybody for checking us out. Whether you're a new listener or you're or a returning listener, we appreciate it, and. You know, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated and make sure you wear your mask. Yes, uh, definitely. To add to that, as as we can continue seeing as as we get closer to the holidays and families get together, it's very important that you take the health of yourself and the health of others seriously. If you're not vaccinated and you uh, are eligible to be vaccinated, we highly encourage that. Talk to your doctor about getting vaccinated or if not the very least get a mask in addition to that it's also flu season so if you're eligible for for a flu vaccine uh contact your doctor to see about uh, getting one um it's always important that you talk to your doctor before you get any medical treatment but again it's all about keeping everybody healthy so follow your your doctor's advice as they give it to you um we want to keep everybody uh safe and healthy this holiday season as well as be able to continue having things stay open. So um, wear your ma- wear your masks if you can. Talk to your doctor about getting vaccinated for both the flu and the COVID nineteen uh, virus. And with that, um, we must bid you adieu. Wish everybody a goodbye, good night, and remember, every day is Halloween. <laughs>